And welcome to the VSA Capital 5-Minute Morning Miner on Monday the 26th of September. And uh, it's a sort of big Cornish mining week, certainly for me. I'm down in Cornwall. It's actually a lovely sunny morning, uh, although blowing quite a lot. Uh, but it was a beautiful day yesterday and a wonderful round of golf I had too. Anyway, Ollie, how are you? Yeah, pretty good, thanks. My uh, warm-up round on Saturday was uh, not great off the tee, but the... Uh, the Irons and uh, short game wasn't too bad. Well, fingers crossed. Uh, the weather's looking pretty <laughs> grim for Friday when we have our big match. But, you know, it may get postponed. You never know. We'll just see. Uh, anyway, let's turn to mining news this morning. The world's still in chaos. The, the pound has shrunk to its lowest at 103. It's actually bounced to about 106. Um, it was actually last at this level for your interest um, in 1987. I remember I was actually working in New York at the time. Uh, is when the, the crash took place and uh, I can assure you working in New York uh, earning dollars and then coming back to London for the weekend did seem pretty cheap but of course what we do know also is that um, after 87 when it got to a, a pound dollar to the pound it then bounced very rapidly back actually to um, well two dollars to the pound and we've sort of been on a slow decline where we are now um, but if you look at the chart we're not going to stay down this level forever and, and to be honest with you the us would buy the whole of uk plc if we did stay down at this level so i would expect over the next two years the pound to probably rally back towards sort of 140 150 actually but it'll take a couple of years to happen there's a prediction that not many big banks would probably be making but anyway we're not here to talk about the dollar particularly except for that of course commodities are priced in dollars so when we look at gold or any of the other lithium or tin or all these things clearly the value of that underlying commodity has sort of gone up in terms of sterling as a sterling holder so it's actually very good news for the for uk holders of mining companies i think you'd agree ollie yeah i would yeah um gold in sterling terms is pretty much at all-time highs um where it reached in sort of 2020 um since the financial crash in 2008 which is when gold made its uh highs in dollar terms um last uh the sterling price has actually outperformed that quite significantly um so it's always worth remembering your currencies when you're investing in uh in mining stocks yeah, I do like the way you, you think of the crash as 2008, and I tend to think of it as 1987. But anyway, that just tells the difference in our ages, Ollie. Uh, anyway, let's go to news today. Um, I know one that I spotted this morning that I thought was interesting uh, was Altin Gold that had interim today, showed a net profit of $11.7 million. So, you know, just annualise that, and you're talking about, you know, $23, $24 million. Uh, its market cap is only that. Uh, so it's on a sort of P of one, um, probably one that ought to be going private. Um, you know, IDAR's, you know, clearly very capable of running a mining company. We now discovered that, but clearly also, unfortunately, investors struggle with his investor relations and the fact that it's in Kazakhstan as well. Don't know if you had a view on that, Ollie. Um, well, yeah, in terms of um, that valuation, it's obviously very low, but it does have quite a high, well, it's got a reasonably high debt load, 62 million dollars i think thereabouts um but as you said you annualize that first half profit that's sort of four times net debt um because cash is basically uh just about a million a million dollars so it, it's all debt 
Um, but that's you know in the in the grand scheme of things, four times net debt uh, earnings is not particularly stretched. But obviously, you know, I think investors want to see that paid down a bit, um, particularly you know in Kazakhstan at the moment, currency depreciation is really helping their unit costs, um, which were about seven hundred and thirty dollars an ounce, so very low cost operation. Yeah, well, uh, we'll watch it with interest. There's not a lot of liquidity in the stock, though. So, no. uh, OK, what else you got, Ollie? Um, there's some news out from the majors this morning. Um, Antifagasta's up off the back of it. Um, all of the others are, are down. But Anglo-American has announced that it's um, Kelebecchio project they've reduced the guidance um from 100, 100 to 150,000 tons of copper this year down to 80 to 100 um they've left next year's guidance unchanged at 320 to 370,000 tons so that was their major um project in in Peru um a lot of people thought that was going to help make the copper market balance this year but obviously a cut in the guidance there is positive for Copper prices weakening the supply demand balance, but obviously negative for Anglo American. Um, but looking at the screen, it looks like uh, concerns over demand are outweighing that overall this morning. Uh, yeah, well, nothing, nothing's been taken well this morning anyway. The market's still <laughs> tough. So, uh, okay, anything else? Uh, announcement from Emerson, uh, the potash developer in Morocco. Um, they've announced their interim results uh, and also a funding deal, six million dollars at six pence a share, which is a small premium to today's price. I think um, they've had reaffirmed commitment from their strategic investors who are extending their commitment. Um, by another 12 months, but they've also announced a, a retail offer for uh, investors to be involved that way. So with all of that, they're on track for their starting construction in, in 2023. Um, obviously, the backdrop with potash prices still high and Russia being central to that market, you know, it's still pretty good for an independent player coming in. Um, and that total commitment of, I think, $64 million plus whatever the retail offer raises. Um, ties them over through to through to construction um, and obviously the while the capex of 400 million looks like a reasonably high number on its own in the context of the potash market um, that is a very low capex number given the nature of the project yeah look i mean it, it's uh, it's one that we we follow for a long time it's just taken quite all these projects take so long don't they ollie um, they it's a good do. project, isn't it? Yeah, it's a yeah, good project. But yeah, you know, with supply chain issues and everything else, everyone is it's 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 taking time for everyone. Um in what is already a slow process. Mm. Okay, uh probably because of my rambling on about currencies, etc. We we sort of done our five minutes unless there's anything urgent you want to do. Uh no, I think that's uh pretty good summary of the 
key things I've seen this morning. Very good. Interesting enough, I did play golf uh, yesterday with some someone whose wife worked for British Lithium. So uh, I've got all the inside gossip on that, but that's not for this podcast. I'll talk about that another time. There you go. That was a little bit of Cornish mining. Very good. We'll speak again tomorrow. Please do. Cheers.